happy Thursday, and may the Force be with you during this podcast. My friend Todd and I discuss Star Wars The Last Jedi. We have specific likes, dislikes, and a whole lot of questions. And I know what you're thinking, and the answer is yes, I loved the Porgs. In fact, Chewie almost eating one of the Porgs was one of my favorite parts. That's my impression of Chewie. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here we go. Todd. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. We are, what, four hours out of Star Wars The Last Jedi? Yes. I yes, need to. I need to know, first of all, we went to a pretty sweet theater where we got to kick our feet up in like fancy recliner seats, which I've never been to. So that made my experience just fabulous right there. I didn't even care that the woman next to me was munching on popcorn the entire time. <laughs> How do you feel in general? Just yes or no. It was a good movie. It was not a good movie. It was a good movie. Yes. I agree. Let's get into it a little bit deeper. How do you feel it was in length, plot, story? Were you entertained? Were you bored? Did you look at your watch? Did you fidget? Were you cheering? Did you, what, what, how did you feel? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many things about that. I know. Um, I really thought it was too long. I thought it was too I long. I did too. By about, you know, I looked and I, I said, I, I looked at how long um, The Force Awakens was. Okay. And it was two hours. It was like two hours and 15 minutes or something. This one was two hours and 32 minutes, mm. but it felt like it was probably closer to three hours. I it just agree. It longer to me than, than Force Awakens did. Um, so there were a couple times I looked at my watch, um, mm-hmm. but I was very entertained. Mm-hmm. Uh, some scenes where I was like, let's just move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were some, some some scenes where I was just astonished and I loved it. I felt like a kid and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pretty much the opening scene always does that in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> just that big logo <laughs> and then the scrolling words. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. I would have to agree with everything you said. I thought it felt, I don't remember, it was two years ago. I don't remember in Force Awakening thinking, God, that felt just a smidge too long. Now, I already am of the mindset that movies, big action movies are a little too long nowadays. I feel like every Marvel movie, every X-Men movie, every DC movie, they just have to squish as much war and blowing things up in it as they can. And I felt that just for a moment in this one because I... I, I, there was one point where I thought, do we really need this battle scene? Because there, we, you and I talked about this there in the, in the trailer, they show those fighter jets, flyers, whatever. I'm not going to get the terminology right, but they're dragging something and you see the red dust fly up or something. And we were probably way far into the movie. And I remember thinking, wow, that hasn't even happened yet. We've got a whole nother battle after this thought the same thing because that's like the iconic 
poster scene mm-hmm. and they've been really touting that the red dirt flying up and everything. And I was like, when's that going to happen? How are they going <laughs> to get in? You know? And uh, cause it felt like we were wrapping <laughs> things up over here. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So let's, yeah. let's kind of walk everybody through what is happening. I feel like there are, there are maybe three different stories going on or two, I'll, I'll say two big stories going on where you have, Ray with Luke Skywalker and Chewbacca, mm-hmm. which is awesome. They're over here trying to train, and then everybody else is over here in war, in like three different battles going on. So you've got yeah. a little bit slower pace, a little bit emotional with Ray and Luke Skywalker, and then Poe. Actually, there is three different stories because then yeah. um, Finn and a new character named Rose, who I love. Yeah. kind of go off to try to do this adjacent, we have to go do X, Y, Z in order to save the entire rebel force. And it's, so right. we have three different things going on. Did you like that or was that unnecessary to you? No, I didn't mind that at all. It, it that it, I thought they flowed well together. I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I thought they went between the scenes. Well, they mixed in, like you said, kind of the emotional, um, here's what Ray is struggling with and she's trying to figure out and Luke doesn't want to train her and all that stuff. But then, the, like you said, the fast pace and then the, the traditional, which is in every Star Wars movie, they've got to destroy the big evil something, yep. hitting mm-hmm. a specific something. And, and time is of the essence. Uh, <laughs> always. Always we of the essence. Right now. And uh, <laughs> we don't have time because they're going to get us. And, and But it all... To me, it all flowed very well. I, <laughs> I would agree with that. That was something that I thought I, it never felt jerky. I was never jarred out of a moment. I feel like we kind of swept along and did everything. And w- the interesting thing for me in this one was our, this idea that somehow, and we don't know because it's a great big question mark, but we have theories and we'll get into that, how Kylo Ren and Ray are connected um, telepathically, yes. if 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 you yes. will, I don't know. They're both Jedi. We can probably assume that Ray is definitely Jedi from yeah. the Force Awakens. But so they can basically talk to each other through their minds, and in some instances, she can see him, but he can't see her. But then Which at one the point, point they touch. Yeah, so I don't know what that's about. And so yeah. you you automatically assume, in my opinion, because at the same time they have Luke and Leia talking telepathically to each other-ish, you know, Luke, Leia, Luke. And uh, so they're doing it at the same time. So you think, oh, they're brother and sister. That's why they're doing that. That's Leia and Han's daughter. They're twins. They're brother. They're something. Yes. But they're not. But they're not. Maybe. At least least they tell us they're not. I'm still not convinced. I'm not either. I don't know how that could be true and like nobody involved knows about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You'd think Leia would go, my daughter. But yeah. mm-hmm. so that was that was something that was interesting to me. I thought because I'm a know-it-all, I had this figured out. I thought that in this movie, because I'm just thinking Empire Strikes Back was the second one of that trilogy. So I'm yep. thinking bad guys are going to win big. And yep. Kylo Ren is going to pull Ray over to his side, he thinks, but she's really just trying to get in there to figure out what's happening so she can fix it or save the day. And right. that, that did not happen. Oh, I, I agree. I, 
the whole time I was expecting the dark side to to come out on top. And there were multiple times, again, the movie was too long. Mm-hmm. There were multiple times where I thought, oh, this is when it's going to happen. Nope. nope. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's going to happen. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still not Mm-mm. happening. <laughs> that was something that I I liked about it, though, because I, I keep thinking it's this is a whenever I can figure things out, it's a little too predictable. But I, I like feel the same way about myself. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I liked when they juked. Now, again, spoiler alert, we we're talking about the movie. There's a quintessential part in what is the middle, which I thought was the end, when <laughs> Kylo Ren and Ray battle together as a collective unit. And that's mm-hmm. whenever and he does. He invites her, you know, let's you and me reign this place. Forget everything. Forget Darth Vader. Forget the light yep. side, the dark side. You and me, we're gonna have a new thing. And uh she it, it, it doesn't happen. And that was right. and that was and then he gets pretty much pissed off and decides to kill everybody. And yeah. That was that was something that was interesting to me that they went in that direction because she said, nope, peace out. And then she goes and helps the rebels. But then in the red sand, white ice planet, whatever, it's not Hoth. It's not Hoth. Don't get, calm down, everyone. Um, yeah. it, it, but then Luke, Luke Skywalker shows up. Yeah. And I and you're thinking, oh, she talked him into it or whatever. But he also has, like, he cut his hair. And I remember thinking, that's so weird that he... He cut his hair for the big battle. <laughs> What's going on? You have new robes, Luke. Do you think? He, do you think he really showed up, or no. was that just kind of an image of him? That was an image of him, which yeah. all makes yeah. sense yeah. at the end. Whenever he's yeah. hovering over a rock on his right. little planet, where he was training her, and so then that that kind of took a weird turn to me. Um, because Kylo Ren's trying to kill him with his lightsaber and he just doesn't ever die. And then he figures out, oh, he's a, I'm assuming hologram. He's an image. Yeah, they don't really explain that. Yeah. And then, I really only, I thought that only happened once the person was dead. Well, maybe it's, he is. He what? No, it shows him sort of dying, like passing out and then disappearing. Yeah. And they didn't really explain why he died. Like, did he use too much energy? Yeah. Transporting him through time and space. I don't know. I don't know what that was. (laughs) His hair shortening and him aging, uh, you know, backwards in the process. It's great. And then uh, to the reverse of that, Leia straight up is blown up. And then is floating out into space, basically turning to ice. And then she flies back to the ship. Flies back to the ship. (laughs) I was like... And no disrespect to Carrie Fisher, but I was like, but she died. So (laughs) this is the time in the movie when they can do away with Leia. No, Mm -mm. they're not doing away with Leia. Mm -mm. She's she's in it to win it. She is. And she's in it at the very, she's in it at the end. She's the last one standing. We've got Chewie and Leia and that's it. I and didn't so, realize that they had completed her filming. I, you know, yeah, I, I she did. She completed. I re, I remember that she completed filming. But then I thought I could have sworn I read somewhere where they said something about it's all going to make sense with Leia, or there's some sort of closure or something, which I didn't think there was. And then at the very end, it says in loving memory of our princess Carrie Fisher, and yeah, I thought, is yeah. that what they meant? That there's some sort of in memoriam to her or something. I don't, I don't know that that part was 
weird. And you still don't know how that happened. So is she a Jedi too? How is she literally blown up? Everybody else, including the squid face guy, which I love him, dies. And then she's floating in space. Her skin is literally crystalling up. And then all of a sudden... I feel like that's going to be one of those debated plot points that, Mm -hmm. you know, super fans are going to be like, oh, it's because of this. And they're going to have wonderful reasons for it. But the casual person is going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm in between those two. Like, I'm a big fan, but I'm not the super, super fan. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's probably some sort of graphic novel that neither of us have read that explains that. So we'll just go with it. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about characters. I thought... Uh, Luke Skywalker or Mark Hamill did a great job. He did. He was a little, this was one of the things and and we'll get to it about, you know, what kind of probably didn't work, but he was a little sarcastic and, and oddly snarky to me, Mm -hmm. but he's also been living on an Island by himself for a while. So he was just kind of, kind of like that, but he did. Yes, he did good. I I thought his character was good. It made perfect sense that he, of course, is not want to train Ray. I'm not going to do it because the last time I did that, it went poorly, which he's obviously talking about Kylo Ren. But I, we talked about this afterwards too. His eyes are extremely expressive. Now, I know we're watching it on this big, huge screen, but he is a great mm-hmm. crier and Ray is a great crier. And um Finn he even got these great pulls of tears in his eyes we had some he had some really good criers but I thought Luke Skywalker I thought he was good great character I thought Carrie Fisher was Carrie Fisher with Leia um yeah I feel that Adam Driver is a really great actor who turned in a pretty phenomenal performance because your whole thing when you're watching him is you you should be seeing the struggle Definitely. And I do see the struggle. And I think the smartest thing they did was have him not wear the knockoff Darth Vader mask. Yes. I I was so glad that that happened. And then I agree with you. His his expressions and like the scene when he's, you know, he's got his finger on the on the trigger and he's going to mm-hmm. shoot what he knows is Leia's the, the bridge mm-hmm. of the she's on. And just the the facial expression of him choosing not to do that. And multiple times during the movie, I thought he pulled it off without words. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job. And when he's mad, he's mad. Oh, he's mad. He, mm-hmm. he <laughs> has a, um, it, whenever what? he's with that other guy, um, the General Hux guy, Yes. When they're together, I go straight to Hogwarts because it feels like a Weasley kid and Snape together. I know I'm mixing I <laughs> my like blockbusters, <laughs> but man, that's great. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Because I feel like the guy who plays Hux, his name is, um, it's like Donald Gleason or Dom, Mill Gleason. He, I think he was a Weasley. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Okay. But anyway, yeah. I feel like every British person was in the Harry Potter movies, but he, his character is weird to me because I think he's supposed to be a comic relief at some times. And mm-hmm. it feels weird. You we, you had a different feeling about the comedy than I did. I appreciated the punches yeah. of comic relief. Now, a look and a glance and a reaction is different than a line that is delivered. And so right. I think you appreciated the looks and the glances and all of that and the the 
you know, having a moment where we're all sort of relaxing into the funniness. But there were some lines that I know you said it seemed a little bit hokey or cheesy or. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was probably an unpopular opinion, but the whole call from the ship and he thinks he's talking to him and then, you know, there's no answer. It just, I don't know. It just felt way too forced. It didn't feel in line with the movie as a, as, as a whole, but. I laughed at it. It's not, you know, it still entertained me. I just was like, yeah. eh, I don't know. But, I think they're trying to make Poe, who I also like, just the new solo. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's the sarcastic rebel who's not going to care about anything and do his own stuff. One of my favorite Poe moments was whenever um, he and, he and BB-8 are separated for most of the film. And BB-8 is with Finn and the Rose Girl whenever yeah. they go off on their adjacent adventure. And mm-hmm. whenever BB-8 comes back at the very end, which isn't the yeah. end, yeah. and he's like, my, my droid, my buddy. And then you think, is he going to hug him? Because <laughs> that's yeah. so yeah. weird, but great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's so weird, but yay. I rubbed him like he was rubbing a belly. <laughs> he did. Like, did you so good. To me, it was very endearing <laughs> and was. fun, and I loved it. I thought it was well done, oh. for sure. I mean, it was it, that moment for me was like, oh, and then if we're if we're throwing it back to nostalgia, whenever Luke Skywalker comes in, goes into the Millennium Falcon, because, of course, Chewie is there with Ray on that rando island. So he kind of yeah. goes traipsing around the Millennial Falcon and R2 just do, 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 do. I, who knew yeah. he was there. But there he is. And, and it's it's very sweet, too, because he does the projection of Princess Leia yeah. way back in the day saying Help us, Obi Wan, your only hope. That was a yeah. fun little. It was. It was. I thought they 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 did good on that. It was um, very a tip, you know, tip of the hat. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked, I liked it a lot. Um, there's something that a lot of people were wondering about too. It's the porgs, and those mm-hmm. are the little creature animals that look like a a, a penguin hamster, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that how? Is that accurate? Yeah, huge eyes accurate as you can be Let's yeah well, there you go look at that think very big eyes and yeah. penguin hamster and they're all over the island that luke is on and so then they sort of infiltrate the millennium falcon which is funny and mm-hmm. then whenever chewie's flying the millennium falcon it's, it's as if one has adopted him or something like he's just along for the ride and has a few screams like oh whenever chewie does his growl but they weren't bad. They weren't bad. No, they were, I thought there was just enough of them. I thought they were comical and fun. Mm-hmm. Little scene when Chewie's going to eat a roasted oh. one. They all just freak out, and then he can't eat it. Like I thought that was that was a nice little. Okay, that's a little comical. <laughs> That was so good because they all look at him with those big doe eyes, going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then we have. Um, uh, the they called them crystal creatures. Well, they looks like they look like fox made out of ice. I guess that would be an accurate way. Those things were kind of cool. Yeah. But the weirdest one, Todd. <sighs> what was the deal with Luke milking something uh, and putting it in a water bottle and it's green? It, uh, I, it was like that was un- again. If we're trying to cut some scenes, no let's joke. Cut that. Because that just was unnecessary. Mm-mm. And the, the way he drank it was no. like, it, it was weird. Like yes. it was defiant. 
I'm drinking it straight from the creek. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't either. Mm-mm. May was freaking by it too. Like she just. <laughs> it was yeah. so gross because he, he walks by this thing and there are all these nipples and you're thinking gross. And then he goes and grabs one. And you're thinking, <laughs> wait, what? And then all into this ball. It was so gross. They could have edited that easily. Um, let's yeah. talk about Rose and Finn. Rose, her name is uh, Kelly Marie Tran. She's a new person. She's, I think, Asian American. And what I like about Rose is she's so freaking fangirl-ish. Like, she is enamored by by Finn and what all he's done. And, oh, because she just works in the bowels of the whatever ship. And she, I mean, he just happens upon her. And, um... So it's really neat. Her sister had just died in the opening scene battle, which was sad. Mm-hmm. And so they go off on this own adventure trying to, of course, they have to go get somebody and, and find a code cracker and come back before, you know, there's the time limit before it's all done and sneak back yep. on to, uh, it's just a lot. And um, I thought she was great. I thought she had good chemistry with yeah, thought, John Boyega. Did, yep. I thought they did a great job. Um, she was, she was a great character, you know, cause she caught him as he was trying to escape. And of mm-hmm. course that ruined her whole image of what the resistance was. Exactly. And so uh, the fact that, that he kind of, I'll say redeemed himself. I, I don't, I don't really know if that's the right word, but he, he, he turned out to not really be trying to escape or he didn't escape and all that stuff. And so I thought that was good. He was trying yeah. to get back to Ray um, and that was one thing that I found myself missing was their camaraderie because they were never together, ever, right. ever, ever together until the very end, right before the real, real end, the actual right. ending of the show. And that I found myself missing that. I agree, because in this new trilogy franchise, you know, they they kind of started together. And I, I think that was lacking because in The Force Awakens, they were together and, and they, they played well together. Um, was there anything that you didn't like beside the nipple monster? Is there anything that you would would have that you were disappointed in? Uh, well, yeah, this is again, it's a spoiler. I was disappointed that there wasn't some big reveal about who Ray's parents are. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a throw away man they're just they're nobody yeah literally they're nobodies um so i was kind of hoping for more from that um now to to defend that just a little bit which i'm not defending it but that's kylo ren telling her that so who knows if that's true or not but from what we know right what ray knows right now her parents were nobodies and they're dead and they sold her for drink or alcohol or something i don't know Um, no, I don't think there was anything else other than, you know, yeah, I think I think it was all, for the most part, good. I think the two things that I felt kind of want-want about were um, the Benicio Del Toro character, where he's the one oh. that they end up finding to crack open. At he's first, the Parisian of this episode. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. I thought <laughs> I would like him at first, and, and, and you know, he ends up betraying them, whatever, but it um, I, it was weird. I don't know. He had some sort of speech impediment, which I thought was a, a strange choice to make on a characterization. And uh, I mean, he he felt 
he felt like Benicio de Toro. I felt like I was watching him on some ship picking a lock. I, th- I, that was interesting and weird to me. I would have liked them to have figured it out themselves. Um, and then we talked about this too, the Laura Dern character. She was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I did forget. Uh, like she took Most over when Leia yeah, couldn't yeah. wake up from her, you know, space flight. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really figure her out. Like I was the whole time I was just bothered by a lot of things about her. Mm-hmm. Like who she why she, were we supposed to know who she is? Because right. when they said her name, everyone else seemed to know who that was and I thought, well did I miss something? Right. And somewhere I'm, Yeah, I did. It's entirely possible. But it, yeah, she just seemed out of place to me. Very um, true. And and there had and and again we can talk about this because we've told you spoiler alert but there had to be a sacrificial lamb and it was her sure and sure. so she there this whole thing about they're tracking them and they can track them through light speed and that's not supposed to be a thing but it is and so their ship has to be just out of range and I agree with you know the Weasley guy who said why can't our big huge ship blow that tiny little ship up I was thinking yeah why can't it. <laughs> But there was some reason where they could be just enough space to, I don't know, not, it doesn't matter. But then they all kind of evacuate off so they can get to this other planet. But she stays on because someone has to, I don't know why she stays on. But Yeah, neither because she wasn't flying the plane. Nope, nope. She She wasn't flying the plane. And so, and they have, and she has no idea. I guess she does have an idea what Finn and Rose are off doing because whatever they're doing is supposed to help them take off in life speed and them not find in the, it doesn't matter. All of that to say she turns the ship around and goes into light speed straight into the bad guys. Right. And that was probably one of my favorite moments of the whole entire show is because (laughs) They did it without any sound. And that was the yes. coolest effect ever. That was ab- absolutely that. And then on the, the red sand planet, but mm-hmm. that was that scene because it was just so dramatic and there was no sound. And then all of a sudden the sound pops, mm-hmm. you know, once the explosion, it was really good. And according yeah. to everybody who was getting away in the little transport pods, they didn't really care about Laura Darn either. Nobody cried. You know, just I, like, I oh. what I didn't understand was uh, her interplay with Leia. Again, it, it felt like this was a character we mm-hmm. were supposed to care about mm-hmm. because they, they cried and they spoke at the same time and said, the force be with you. Oh, I've said it so many times. I'm like, have you? Like, I don't know. What that <laughs> Who are you again? I thought you were on Big Little Lies. That's so crazy. Right. <laughs> and, and, and they that would have been more impactful and powerful to me had it been the squid guy doing that, choosing to stay on board. Cause he's been with us from the very beginning. Yep. That even was. into, yeah, even, but even in the, uh, well, rogue one, which doesn't really count, but it does. So, cause he yeah. was in that too. Yeah. I, that just, that was sad. I'll, I'll be sad to see him go, but who I was really excited to see. Can you guess? Yes. It was who I audibly gasped when you saw his little <laughs> ear. Yota. <laughs> that you was hear me? so fun. <laughs> I was oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's right up there with Poe rubbing BB-8's belly. Yeah. That was when we when we saw him. Like, oh my god. 
surprise Yoda. It's very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. And it was neat to see him with Luke Skywalker. And I just loved it. When I remember when the trailer came out, people were like, if you look at this, you know, you tilt your head to the left and pause it, you'll see Yoda. And I'm like, Yoda's not in this movie. Like, come on. And so for him to be in it, it was so great. And you have to trust those fanboys, Todd. They they look dude. close. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, he gave the, the wisdom. Mm. And of course, he's always been Luke's conscience kind of mm-hmm. thing. So. And he had his little glowy, glowiness about him. And so when uh-huh. that happened, oh, and I mean, it was my favorite thing, too. I mean, he just, like you said, he teaches him the lesson. He burns up all the Jedi books because nobody reads them anyway. And right. the, it, we have our we have our moment. And next thing you know, Luke is, I'm using air quotes, arriving at the red sand planet. And of course, it's not really him. It's a mirage of him or something. But he had a nice little moment with Leia, which was sweet. And... Well, um, all of the, you know, nine rebel people left got to see him walk through and, and he was actually, uh, a way for them to escape because Kylo Ren didn't want to do anything but kill Luke Skywalker, which he couldn't cause he was a mirage of himself. But yeah. whenever yeah. I saw that and then Luke passes out and uh, essentially dies is what we're going with. Cause he vanishes, but yep. yeah, I don't know what that means. I, with everything inside of me thought, He's going to see Han. Han's going to help yes. him through, go through the other side, whatever that is. But it didn't happen. I would have loved to have seen Han Solo and Luke Skywalker together again. That would have been cool. Oh, that would have been so cool. But, so, so and you cool. Said this, you said this there as it was over. He's not a Jedi, so I guess that's why. But that right. would have been a nice little addition. Oh, that would have been so great. Him sitting there. Remember at the end of Return of Jedi where they're all glowing together? Like Darth yeah. Vader oh. and Yoda and Obi Wan, everybody's just. I remember <sighs> loving that as a kid. Me like, too. Oh. <laughs> oh, me too. So we end we end the show with Ray saving the day by lifting some rocks using the Force, and they all hop on the Millennium Falcon because again, there's only nine Rebel people left. Rose she, is still around because she saved Finn. She knocks Finn because he's flying into a cannon. In, Cannon, which was the and it, they called it the mini Death Star cannon. I was like, we need to let the Death Star go. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's let it go. Anyway. Oh, Kylo Ren told us just forget everything and start over. So yes, he, and he, I thought that was very intentional. That they were like, seriously, we're we're putting a line in the sand here. Yep, moving. Yep. You know? But she saves Finn because he was just gonna smash his little aircraft right into the cannon but she saves him gets hurt in the process but doesn't die because he right. she's on the millennium falcon he's wrapped her up in a blanket yeah. so we still have um you know they're all on the millennium falcon but ray is still connected telepathically to kylo ren who they called ben solo a lot too did we know that was his name i didn't I did not. I thought, am I hearing it wrong? Should they be saying Ren, but they're calling him Ben? I didn't understand that. So they haven't really given us a good, at least not that I remember, a good explanation of how he was Ben and he's become Ren, Kylo Ren. I don't know. Right. And there was was discrepancy in that, too, because he's saying Luke Skywalker tried to kill him because he detected the darkness in him. And then Luke said, Luke said, well, yeah, that was right, but... I stopped myself, but right as I stopped myself, he turned around and then he's on the defense and, you know, it was just a, a 
comedy of errors, I guess, and, yeah. and lost in translation or something. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still connected to Ray. And as he's, they, I mean, they see again, using air quotes, they see each other in their minds and she yeah. leaves with the rebel forces and he's there with the Weasley brother. And, um, I guess it's important for us to, to point out that, uh, Snope is dead in the coolest way ever. It's great. The coolest yeah, way cool. ever. It's one of my favorite scenes. Just again, I hate to keep comparing them to the original three, but that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But it just, that whole thing felt like the return of the Jedi Palpatine when mm-hmm. Darth Vader and Luke were fighting and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but yes, the way he killed him, I thought was, was fantastic. So yeah. cool. So, so cool. And um, so he's left there. And I guess now um, he made, because he can use the Darth Vader throat choke thing. Uh-huh. So he, they're saying you're the supreme leader now. Kylo Ren is. So right. where do you think movie three is going to go with this? See, that is an excellent question. And so I just don't neat. know. I don't either. Because I've, I don't feel like Kylo Ren is evil enough mm-hmm. to, to be the supreme, you know, the Palpatine or the Snoke or whatever, whoever, or even the Darth Vader. Uh, but even, even Darth Vader had that struggle within him. And I think that's what Kylo Ren is, is going through as well. So where does it go in the next one? Um, I think he has to be defeated or turned to the light side yeah. somehow. Yeah. That's, that's the part that's going to be strange because you would think we're going to have a nice happy ending with a bow wrapped around it and he will be turned because you're, you're expecting, you're expecting the good guys to be down at the end of the second movie. And they, they technically everybody had died. Yeah. But they're still the millennium Falcon and, and Ray is a Jedi and Poe is there and Leia is there. Don't know what's going to happen with her. And they're all, they've all, gathered together and you know they're going to resist they're going to fight and and they're going to call all their friends in all four corners of the galaxy which again i told you this man i wanted the ewoks to show up i don't know if they can fly you know know, airplanes and stuff (laughs) but man it would be fun to see an ewok again just for for a minute but um that that's that's the weird thing too is is are we going to ever find out who Ray's parents are, first of all? And then you and I were talking about Luke Skywalker said he gathered about 12 kids and started a Jedi training at the temple. So does yep. that mean, because you and I were thinking, well, do you have to have it in your in your your line, your family line to be a Jedi? But that it doesn't sound necessarily so. It doesn't, yeah. So maybe her you... parents don't have to be Jedi, because then I thought, well, maybe Luke's her dad. And we yeah. don't know who her mom is, but... I still think that's a lie. I still think that she, they have to be somehow related. And if I had to guess, Ray being Han and Leia's daughter is too on the nose now. Right. So I feel like maybe she could be Luke's kid. Yeah. So then they would be cousins. They'd be cousins and that's how they can link telepathically. Do you think it's possible that Luke wouldn't know that? Because why wouldn't he have told her? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe um, he's just, he didn't, he just wants to squelch. He wanted to be the last Jedi. He was clear about that. He wanted to be the last Jedi. He wanted to die and all hope to die with him. 
that didn't happen. I speaking of just going forward, I and I don't know why I liked it so much, but I loved the end when the little kids were playing and then mm-hmm. you know they're doing the little deal, telling the stories, <clears throat> and then that little boy like grabs a broom with the force, mm-hmm. sweeping. And I just I thought, okay, this is definitely going to play prominently in the next one. And so I don't know, maybe there's going to be some, a whole team of, uh, maybe there'll be teenagers or yeah, I don't know. That'd don't be know. cool. There'll be it an would, army of Jedi or something. It would <clears throat> definitely, it would definitely be a way to keep this story going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. And then in 20 years, Ray and Finn can come back and we'll be excited to see BB eight, but there'll be a new droid that we like <laughs> even better. <laughs> We can't wait. I'll be 62. And we can go to the movie together then as well. There you go. That's right. (laughs) Mark your calendar, Todd. You and me. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes as well. I would appreciate that. And don't forget to check out the Audible deal at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. Until we are together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. <laughs>